Hey, we're glad you joined us. We're in a series called Flex Your Faith. So again, give us your best flex, your best pose right now. We're building our faith muscle during this series. And I believe I've got a message for you. In fact, this message, I believe, is going to bless you in many ways. Right now in Auckland, uh, we're facing a drought. Yes, that's right. So the title of my message, though, is Get Ready for Rain. Or another title might be The, the Drought Breaker. How many know a lot of people's moods are often governed by the weather? And so what's going on, you know, around it's rainy, people are sad. If it's sunny, people are happy. In fact, a song, a well-known song is everywhere you go, always take the weather. Maybe I should call this sermon Rainmakers because you and I are called to break droughts and bring rain to situations. Our city in Auckland has been going through a period where we've had 47 days. We, we set a record this year in summer where we had 47 days without rain. I know that's not big for a lot of places, but for Auckland, that was a record. That, that was a miracle for Auckland because it rains a whole lot here. And uh, in fact, in our dams right now, there's, there's half the normal rainfall. And so we're restricted. If you look at, live in Auckland, you're required right now to have shorter showers. Now we're praying we don't get to a point where we're not allowed to have showers. Uh, that would be really dangerous. But I'm believing today God's going to do something significant in your life where, where the drought's going to be broken over your life, where you're going to experience the rain of heaven into your situation. So we're going to pray right now. And I pray God's going to use this message to touch your life. Jesus, we thank You that Your presence is with us right now. And I pray that You're speaking to hearts, You're speaking to lives. Lord, You come and build and encourage Your people so that they can impact the world around You. Lord, we thank You for the power of the Gospel. Lord, to transform the heart of humanity. Lord, and I pray today You'd work in our heart, You'd do something new in our lives that we may take hold of Your promise and we may walk in Your freedom and we may experience Your goodness towards us. We pray that in Jesus' Name and everybody said, Amen, Amen. The team have done a great job. But we're going to go to the Bible. So if you've got your Bible, let's go to James chapter 5. James chapter 5, going to be reading from verse 16. Listen to this. It says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. Oh, that's interesting. You know, because the Bible talks about if we confess our sins to God, God is faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And He says we're forgiven. But here He's not talking about confessing your sins to God. James is saying, confess your sins to each other so that you may be healed. I believe there's a healing power when we bring things into the light, when we share with one another and we confess our sins because then the devil has no power over it. See, when we just share it with God, there's still these arguments that can go on in your mind. Oh, well, God knows, but if people really knew, they wouldn't accept me. Uh, but I believe, you know, as we open our lives to others, you know, as we share, God does a miracle in our life and He brings healing. Then it goes on in that verse, it says, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. I like that. The righteous prayer, the prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And it talks about Elijah here. Elijah was as human as we are. You know, so many people read the Bible and they say, oh, well, that's a superstar. That, that's, you know, that, that guy's amazing there. 
and, and they think when it comes to living the life that God's called them to, it's, it's, it's distant, or we could never do what Elijah did. But I like James because he said Elijah was just as human as we are. And listen to this, and it says he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall and none fell for three and a half years. Then he prayed again and the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. I love the fact that when we pray as believers, we serve a God in heaven who answers us and actually wants to come through on those things that we're praying for. Now, God uses many different things to get our attention. And so often He uses the things around us to wake us up. You know, waking up in the morning can be very painful. Some of us, you know, we have those awful alarms where it's eh, 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 and it's like, ah, it gets you up in a moment. Others of us, you know, we wake up to bird songs or, or waves crashing. And sometimes waking up can actually be painful, but, but, but it's there. Something's there to get our attention. It's like if you, you push somebody out of the way and they fall over and they scrape their knee. Uh, they can be mad at you for the cuts on their knee, but how many know sometimes when you're being pushed out of the way, you can be saved. Be, you could be being saved from being flattened by a bus. And, and, and sometimes the immediate pain is lesser than, than the pain that we could suffer. And, and here in, in the story, if, if we find it, we, we look at it in 1 Kings, uh, there was a drought going on and that drought was to get people's attention. And sometimes, you know, you and I can be in a situation where there's a drought in our lives, uh, where there's a dry season in our lives. And, and sometimes it's really hard to survive dry seasons. Dry seasons are, are when nothing's working. In fact, because Auckland's had limited rain, uh, they're talking about how the ground has shifted and, and house foundations have actually moved because there's no moisture in the soil. And, and, and sometimes when we're in a dry patch, you know, our foundations are being challenged. We've got lack or we fear lack. And, and there's just a disconnect in our heart with everything that's around us. You know, who has ever been through a dry season? I'm sure most of us would lift our hand and say, yeah, at some point in our life, we've been through a, a dry season. So the question is, how do we survive a dry season? Uh, where James talks about that Elijah proclaimed a drought. And in the drought, he was hoping that people would come back to God because what was happening was that they were depending on everything else other than God. And their dependence was over there. And he wanted, God wanted to use the drought to, to, to get their attention so that they would come back to Him, that they wouldn't serve the other gods that they had set up, the God of Baal. And so Elijah, he proclaims this drought and it didn't rain for three and a half years, but how many know he has to survive the drought himself? I really believe a dry season presents an opportunity to flex. In fact, I'm told that bodybuilders, before they go into a competition, they go through a period where they, go, they dehydrate their body. They dry it out because in the drying out of their body, their muscles become more pronounced. If we're going to flex our faith, we need to learn to handle the dry seasons well. 
In fact, in the dry season, I believe our faith muscle will be more pronounced. Now, now you've got to understand, Elijah proclaims this drought. So right around, he's not the flavor of the month. Well, he's not even the flavor of the year. So what does he do? He, he goes and hides out. And in 1 Kings chapter 18, you can see this. He goes, hides out at a brook. And at this brook, God provides for him. In fact, the Bible talks about that. He was fed by ravens. That's crazy. You know, ravens coming to you and they've got food in their mouth for you to eat. Now, God, I found, will provide for you in, 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 the, in amazing ways in dry seasons. And we've got to make sure that we stop telling God how he can get things to us. So many of us think, well, God's provision is going to come this way or it's going to come that way. But, but God will always open up a different source in a dry season. And, and what a dry season requires is a total dependence on God, a total dependence on His voice. See, what happened after a time is the brook that He was beside dried up. And so God said to him, hey, Elijah, you need to go to Zarephath because there's a widow there and she's going to provide for you. You know, so many of us in the season may have experienced closed doors. But you can be assured today that if a door's closed, you, you can guarantee that another one's going to open in God. God is going to provide for your need. And God tells Elijah to go to Zarephath because there's a widow there who's going to provide for him. And he, he must have been thinking at the time, well, this widow must have some resources. But he arrives at Zarephath to find the widow and the widow is making her last meal for her and her son. Sometimes I've found God will show you how great his supply is by sending you to a person that has a greater need than what you have. But I love what God did in this moment. See, the widow in meeting the need of Elijah with the limited resource that she had found a supernatural supply for herself. And here's the thing. Yes, God will provide for you in a drought. And there's times in life where we all feel dry and we don't know where our next meal is going to come from. We, we don't know how God's going to supply. And God will provide for you in the drought. He will look after you in the wilderness. But, but the goal of God is always to get us to a promised land. He's got a promise for our, us to possess. The, the goal in a drought is we want to see rain. And I feel like I've got a prophetic word in my spirit where, where God's saying to His church, get ready for rain. Get ready for rain. In fact, God's called you and I to be rain makers in the season. Uh, what is rain to you? Well, rain is, is really God visiting your life in what area, whatever areas right now there, there's droughts in, where there's lack or where there's brokenness, or, or where you're empty. It may be your marriage. It may be your home. It may be in your workplace. It may be just you feeling distant from God. It may be in a place where, where, where you felt hurt and, and abused. Or maybe just simply you've prayed before and there's just a lack of answers. See, what rain is, rain symbolizes God taking every plan and plot and scheme of the enemy and turning it around and using that plot and that plan that the enemy meant for evil and God turning around and using it for good. What is rain? Rain is simply answered prayer. And God wants to answer your prayers. 
See, the story of this drought being broken is actually found in 1 Kings chapter 18. And we're going to go there quickly and just read out four verses. And we're going to pick it up from 1 Kings 18 verse 41. So you're ready for this? Everyone ready? Yeah, ready for this. Here we go. Verse 18, verse 41, it says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go get something to eat and drink, for I hear, I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. I hear, get this, I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel, bowed low, to, bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go look out toward the sea. And the servant went and looked. Then he returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time, the servant told him, I see a little cloud the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If I don't hurry, if you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black with clouds and a heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Now Ahab, what did he do? He went off to play, but Elijah, in the middle of this drought, he, he went to pray. And the Bible talks about here that, that Elijah put his head between his knees. Now, I'm not going to de demonstrate that. Maybe you want to try that at home, um, but that's a little bit awkward. I don't know if some of us are that flexible. But, but he put his head between his knees, and what did he do? He prayed. He prayed. He didn't just pray a religious recital. He, he prayed with fervor. He earnestly prayed. In fact, the New King James talks about the fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. You know, so fervent means a hot prayer, an impassioned prayer, a forceful, a passionate prayer. And he prayed with his whole heart. You know, so many people just, just pray, oh, well, God, if you want to. No, no, he was specific. And, and his prayer, we find out later on, broke a drought. To flex your faith, I, I really believe we need to develop our, our prayer muscle. In fact, the prayer muscle of many believers today is weak. Today, a lot of people are working on their physical body. And in fact, one preacher said, you know, some people are going after a million dollar body, but the problem is they've got a 50, a 50 cent prayer life. I, I wanna challenge you right now. If you're stagnant, if you're dry, you need to check out your prayer life. Because I've found that every miracle, every breakthrough, every testimony is a result of someone praying. And in this story, what we see is Elijah got into the birthing position because he had to labor for what he heard in the Spirit. He says, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I, I hear it's a little bit like on the day of Pentecost and suddenly there, in Acts chapter two, it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There was a sound and if I pick up anything in the spirit right now, there's a sound going out. 
And there's a sign going out that the drought is breaking and we need to get ready for rain. God's about to bring breakthrough to your life. God's about to bring answers to your prayer. Come on, I'm believing in the season we're going to see healing take place on many levels. I believe we're going to see provision unlocked. I believe what people have been praying for for years, it's like this is an appointed time where God's going to move. But, but if we're going to learn from Elijah and we're going to fix our faith, we, we need to understand, what did Elijah do? He heard with his spirit. He heard with his spirit. What happens when what you see contradicts what you've heard? See, what a sound is, a sound is an indication that something is coming. It's like your, your alarm. It's a sound that the day's about to begin. It, it's, it's a sound. And it's so important, you know, we're, we're listening, not just with our natural ears, but, but, but we're listening in our spirits. See, they were in a place where they hadn't had a drop of water, not for 47 days, but for three and a half years. And, and, and he heard the sound of the abundance of rain. He heard it, but he didn't see it. And he was like in this invisibility stage where, where he sensed it, but, but he couldn't see it. How many know faith is the, the substance of things hoped for and it's the evidence of things unseen? So if we're to live by faith, we've got to have evidence of an unseen reality. And how we have that evidence is by what we're hearing. In fact, Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God, God wants to bring rain to your life. And rain simply is the recovery of life. Rain is about restoration. When rain comes to, to a barren land that's been in drought, rivers will start running again. Fish will be caught. Crops will grow. Now, now this mightn't mean anything for you, but I believe I'm speaking to some people today because you're in a drought. And I feel like God's saying, get ready for rain. Get ready for answers. Get ready for breakthrough. God's about to break through on your behalf. But what about some of you saying, I've prayed, I've, I've cried and I've fasted and, and nothing in the natural shifted. And when you're in a drought, you know, the longer the time goes on, so often things are getting worse. You know, if this drought in Auckland continues, come summertime here in New Zealand, we're going to have greater restrictions. You know, in fact, you know, they're going to reduce, they're talking about reducing the water pressure. So that means, you know, to have a proper shower, we're going to have to run around the shower to get wet. That's going to be a challenge. The longer a drought goes on, there's more restrictions that come into place. And some of us have been in a drought for a long time, and it seems like things are just getting worse, not better. And it's hard to believe that things are going to change. But I want to declare that there's a change in the atmosphere, that rain is coming. And you've got to hear it in your spirit. And if you're going to break the drought, you've got to flex your faith. You've got to hear with your spirit. And Elijah heard the sound of the abundance of rain. What sound are you listening to? See, I found prayer and worship tunes your ears into the right frequency. And what Elijah does, he prays. And then what does he do? He sends his servant out to see. So he tells his servant, go look. Go look what's going on. And the guy goes and looks out and he comes back. And, you know, he would have wanted to come back with good news, 
but he comes back to Elijah and he says, I, I don't see anything. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Now, was the servant wrong? See, what, what happens when you're looking, but you don't see the evidence of rain? What, what happens when, when you've prayed and you don't see the evidence? Now, now, this is not deep, but this is what you and I need to do if we're to flex our faith. We need to keep on praying. We don't just need to keep on praying. We need to prophesy because prophecy in essence is, it's agreeing with what you've heard in your spirit. And you've got to understand how, how the rain cycle works or how clouds are formed. See, before you see a cloud forming, what's happening is, is moisture is rising from the sea. And something is, happen when no, something is happening when nothing is seen. And, and right now we may see nothing in the natural, but I, I want to declare God's at work. Nothing is impossible to God. Some of us need to hear that because it's impossible for God to do nothing. He's always working. And that there's places in, in life that we get to, we think, oh, God, what are you up to? And we can almost think God's asleep. But God's never asleep to your problem. He's always working in your favor. We've just got to see it. We've got to hear it in the Spirit. And, and we've got to have the eyes of faith to believe that it's going to come to pass. You know, what happens when you hear it, but you don't see it? Yeah, you just got to keep on keeping on. But I love Elijah because he began to prophesy with his mouth. See, Elijah went through this process with his servant, uh, not once, not twice. You know, it's like, go out, check, comes back. Nothing, I, nothing. Goes out third time, nothing. Goes fourth time, nothing. Fifth time, nothing. Sixth time, nothing. He, he says, go back and look again. Just because he didn't see it, it didn't stop him speaking it. And the nature of faith is this. You've got to say what you've heard to see what you've said. I'll say that again. You've got to say what you've heard to see what you've said. Now, we see this right throughout the Bible. Daniel, Daniel prayed for 20 days with no evidence that God had heard him. And on the 21st day, maybe this is somebody's 21st right now, on the 21st day, breakthrough came. Michael, the warring angel, broke into battle, and, and Gabriel was able to get the message through. I believe God wants to, to break through and, and God will do whatever it takes to, to bring answers to you if you don't quit. And there are seasons and times where, where we've just got to keep on praising. We've got to keep on confessing. We've got to keep on sowing. We've got to keep on singing. We've got to keep on dancing. Even though our natural situations may be, may be contradictory or maybe you know against what we know in our heart, We've got to make sure that we don't let the devil see us sweat. Because faith is the substance of things hopeful. And it's the evidence of things unseen. And as the saying goes, delay is not denial. Abraham was delayed 25 years before he saw the promise come to pass. Joseph, 15 years between the dream and the fulfillment of that dream. Lazarus, four days. In fact, listen to Habakkuk 2 verse 3. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. 
but the end it will but at the end it will speak and it will not lie though it tarries wait for it because it will surely come it will not tarry i i believe this is an appointed time in god in fact, Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, you've got to understand this. God is not man, so he does not lie. He, he's not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Come on, if you've got a witness in your spirit, if you've got a promise in your heart, if you've got a dream that you believe God's put there, he's put it there for a reason, and he's going to come good on that promise, and he's going to fulfill that dream in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe that, maybe you just want to give God a clap of praise where you are right now. See, see what you've got to understand is every time we pray, what are we doing? We're putting pressure on the spirit realm. When we pray, what are we doing? We're filling those clouds. I want to declare the clouds are getting heavy right now. You know, we don't pray because we feel like it. We don't pray because it's a Christian thing to do. No, we pray because we've got an objective that only can be reached and only can be won and conquered through prayer. Now, I'm not talking about non-specific general prayers where, where we wouldn't recognize the answer even if it came. No, I'm talking about specific breakthrough. And I wanna declare there's a cloud. It may seem small, but there's a cloud. And, and it's about to rain. I want to declare that we're breaking droughts in Jesus' name. And you've got to hold on to what you've heard in your spirit. You've got to go back and look again. You know, I believe Elijah sent a runner because he didn't want his eyes to question what he was hearing. And the servant goes six times, but then he goes the seventh time. And this time he sees a cloud. But here's the deal. It's a little cloud the size of man's fist. In the context of a big sky, a cloud the size of man's fist is tiny. How's that going to break a drought? Didn't look like much, but I love the fact that Elijah's faith grabbed hold of it. Come on, what is your faith grabbing hold of right now? Maybe you've been diagnosed with a disease and you're believing for healing, and you've just seen a small improvement, come on, grab hold of that. Let your faith grab hold of that. Because within that small improvement, I believe you're going to see the fullness of God work. You know, maybe you believe for salvation of family members. Maybe it's provision. As a church in Auckland here, we're believing for a building. And I can right now see a cloud. It's a little cloud, but I'm declaring that cloud is going to break a drought. It's going to bring answers that we've been praying for for a long time. So, so Elijah, he heard with his spirits. He prophesied with his mouth and he saw with his eyes. Well, that makes sense. Of course he did. But here's where it differs. It's, it's, it's now, this time, this time, it may be small, but I see something big in it. See, he saw God's answer in a small cloud. He, he saw greatness in the small. I believe God is saying right now, if we can celebrate the small, if we can celebrate the beginning of something, when you start something, it can feel awkward, it can feel clumsy. 
You know, a start can sometimes be embarrassing. But if we can celebrate the small, if we can celebrate the start, God says, I'll bless that. I'll come upon that and I'll add to it. See, what faith does is faith sees a meal for a multitude in a boy's lunch. Faith sees a weapon of mass destruction in the jawbone of an ass. Faith sees a tree in an acorn. Faith sees a harvest in a seed. Faith sees a, a king and a simple shepherd boy. See, see, the servant, he saw a small cloud, but what Elijah saw is he saw a river f- flowing. He saw ground being, being soaked. He saw a drought-breaking rainstorm. And right now, God is looking for mustard seed faith. It may be small, but that mustard seed faith can move mountains. And Elijah tells the servant to get some chariots ready now. Because if you don't get them ready now, you won't make it home. And I want to declare, we need to prepare our heart now for the breakthrough. The rain is coming. The drought is breaking. Get ready. Position yourself now. Get moving. We've got a shout coming up. We're called to move. Get moving. Some of you, oh, I don't know if I can make it. No, get moving. You need to get there. Prepare for what God's about to release. Not just into your life, but into your community, into your city and over your nation. God's about to do something incredible. And I love the fact He sends His servant ahead of Him. Elijah waits around a while, but he catches up to him. He runs 17 miles. Not just catches up to the chariot, he passes it. And I really believe right now there's a faith that's going to accelerate God's purposes in your life. In fact, I was just recently speaking to one guy and he says there's there's three phases of the fulfillment of a dream, a God dream. You start with impossible and then you graduate to difficult and then you graduate to done. He goes, it's impossible, then it's difficult, then it's done. I believe God wants to fulfill His Word in your life. But He's looking for some people who'll pray. Elijah was a man just like you and I. And he prayed. I believe prayer is going to bring a breakthrough. I believe prayer is going to birth something in the Spirit. Come on, prayer. Where have you been looking to man? Where have you been looking to other things other than God? Come on, God's saying, come back to me. I've got the answers that you're looking for. If you just put your trust and your hope in me. There's some people out there, you don't even know God. I want to declare, God's heard the cry of your heart. And He's got answers. You can try and find answers in many things in life, in a career, in material possessions. And, and other relationships. But it's only Jesus who can satisfy the longing of your heart. And He's saying, come to me. If you call out to me, I, I will answer you. In fact, He says, if anyone calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. And today, if you cry out to God, you can know not only forgiveness for your sin, you can know what it is to live a brand new life. The Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. 
Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There's a new life on offer where you don't have to live with the, the guilt and the shame of your past. If you come to Jesus, you can know what you've been born for. In fact, in a moment or two, I'm going to pray a prayer where you can open your heart to Him. Just never ask Jesus into their heart. Or maybe you have at some point in time, but for one reason or another, you walked away. I believe God's got you tuning into this so He can reveal His love and His goodness to your life. Friend, God loves you. And He's for you. And that dryness you've experienced in your life, I believe God wants to break that drought and He wants to water your life with His goodness and with His grace. If you just open your heart to Him. I'm going to pray this prayer. You may wish to repeat these words after me. And if you do it, and you do it with faith, I know God's going to come into your situation, into your setting. Let's pray these words. Dear Jesus, I come to you today. I open my heart and I ask you to come in. Today I ask for your forgiveness for my sin. And I acknowledge what you did on the cross, paying the price of my freedom. Today, I choose to put my trust in you. And I'll call out to you, knowing your salvation is available to me. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness. And the new life I have in you. We pray this in your name. Amen. 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 Amen.